Well, welcome everyone. I am Bob Wurzelbacher, the director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And this is our podcast series that we call Being Pro-Life. This week, we have a special edition related to the coronavirus epidemic here in Ohio, as well as many other dioceses in the U.S. The Catholic bishops have suspended public masses to help stop the spread. So today, we'll talk with Archbishop of Cincinnati, Archbishop Dennis Schnur, about how we can remain connected to our faith and our parish during this time of crisis. So thank you so much, Archbishop Schnur, for taking time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Bob, for inviting me. I'm, I'm very pleased to be with you. Uh, so thanks for the invitation. Sure. So most of our listeners, I'm sure, are aware by now that the Ohio bishops have requested that we suspend public masses. Can we just touch briefly on why that was necessary? Yeah, well, it was not an easy decision because, you know, uh, last week the governor addressed the state of Ohio on Thursday, and the bishops of Ohio met immediately afterwards to decide how we would respond. And so we said that we would dispense from the Sunday obligation so that the large congregations didn't feel they had to assemble in a church. So we dispensed from the Sunday obligation, and we thought really that that was going far enough. But then the bishops met again on Monday, and they heard from the governor, and the governor basically said to us that the coronavirus in the state of Ohio is, he says, you may think it's bad, but he says, I can tell you, it's far worse than you can imagine. Wow. And he he talked about the fact that there are probably 100,000 cases, people infected with the virus in the state of Ohio, carriers may not necessarily be aware of it, but carriers. And he said, and it is expected that unless we engage in social distancing, that that number could double every six days. Wow. And he also said, and this virus, the coronavirus, is 20 times as contagious as uh, the regular flu virus. So with that, and, and the bishops went into the meeting with the governor of the opinion, still of the opinion, that we had gone far enough last Thursday. And one of them raised the question, well, what if the governor asks us to suspend public celebration of the Mass? What are we going to do? And we, no one of us was prepared to go that far until we heard what the governor had to tell us. And then after the governor finished his presentation, we thanked him for the information, and then we went into our own private session, and we said that, you know, we agreed that we, as much as we regretted doing this, uh, to, to suspend the, the public celebration of all masses, as much as we re- regretted to do it and did not want to do it, we felt that it was really our responsibility for the common good to do it and trust that the Lord will continue to guide and lead his people in ways other, other than the celebration of mass publicly at this point in time. Right. So while public masses are suspended, masses are, of course, still being said by our priests and the church doors, hopefully, for the most part, are not closed. So what are some ways that people can still be involved at their parish during this time? Well, and Bob, you make a very good point. Yes, even though the celebration, the public celebration of Masses has been suspended, all priests by by canon law and, of course, by their own spiritual directors are urged to celebrate Mass on a daily basis privately. And our priests are doing that. And I know I've heard from many, many of them that they are 
praying for the people of this uh, archdiocese. You know, the priests can accept mass intentions for the, the celebration of mass for private intentions, but so many, uh, but there's also what is referred to as the, the pro popolo mass, a mass for the people. And a priest does not take any stipend for that mass. He just simply, out of concern for the people, he celebrates that mass with no stipend. And certainly a good number of our priests have told me that every mass they are celebrating these days is a pro popolo mass. And certainly every mass I am celebrating these days is a pro popolo mass for the good of our people, the good of our country, and for the good of all of those who are suffering from this terrible pandemic throughout the world. So that is a very important part, that people are in our prayers. But then also, you know, we've asked parishes to leave the church doors open so that if people want to go in to the church and pray before the Blessed Sacrament, they have that opportunity. And certainly prayer before the Blessed Sacrament is a very, very powerful prayer. When someone comes to me and says that, they are confused and that they're not sure what God is asking them to do in their life, I always tell them, go before the Blessed Sacrament and pray before the Blessed Sacrament. That is where the Lord speaks to you most clearly. I remember going through a, to a spiritual retreat on one occasion, and the retreat master said, prayer before the Blessed Sacrament is the Lord looking at you and you looking at the Lord. And so that's how intimate that prayer form is. But the church has a whole treasury of prayer forms. I mean, there's the rosary, there's litanies. You can go online and ask for Catholic prayers. They're there in abundance. But certainly, also, I would encourage family prayer, the family coming together in prayer, because the Lord did say, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am present in their midst. And so our families should engage in, in family prayer with the confidence that the Lord is in their midst. Right. So, if, and if some people don't know, the Magnificat, for example, that they have provided their online version of, they provide the readings for the masses as well as, right, the breviary, the liturgy of the hours, and other prayers. And you can download that for free right on our homepage at CatholicCincinnati.org. There's a COVID 19 response page. And one of the many things that they have sitting there on the COVID-19 response page, the places where you can live stream, where you can watch live stream masses, both here in the Archdiocese from the cathedral, as well as some national masses, but also the link for that Magnificat that I mentioned, where you can download a complimentary copy from today, at least through the end of May. So you can get all those readings on your phone if you want to do that, or you can just click other links for the Liturgy of the Hours, and you can pray alone, or as you mentioned, Archbishop, with your family in many parishes, as you mentioned, or providing adoration. I know I took my family to adoration at our parish. It's from at our parish. It's from noon to nine p.m. every day, uh, at least every weekday, anyway. And there aren't a whole lot of people there, so it's very easy to spread out and not get close as we need to do that social distancing. I took my family there for about a half hour. My kids can't do an hour; <laughs> they're still a little little. But anyway, it's a great witness. But you can still be attentive to the fact that we need to continue to socially separate. But you can do that as well. Yeah. I remember, I think it was just a couple of days ago, I saw Cardinal Dolan on public television, and he was saying to his people, you know, it's a time to be concerned, but it's not a time to be afraid. That our Lord has told us, be not afraid. And, you know, the Lord is with us. The Lord will get us through this. And, but we do have to conduct ourselves 
with concern, with being responsible, so that we demonstrate that we want to do whatever is necessary for the common good. Right. So with public masses being suspended, that is going to have an effect, of course, on the offertory collections that so many parishes can really rely on from week-to-week basis, and also, in turn, the donations that they offer to other organizations that might need that more. Since we can't attend public mass, we can still give. You can still send your, your offertory in the mail or perhaps an online donation. Maybe we can encourage people to remember that, right, during this time of crisis for those of us who can that our parishes still depend on these donations that we can give them. Yeah, the, the parishes, but also the, the many other charitable works of mercy that take place because of the generosity of our Catholics. Yes, it's very important. I know I had one pastor in a large parish, and he said that he needed about $24,000 a week in order to, make, uh, to meet weekly expenses. But that last weekend alone, you know, and there it was the there were still public masses, but people had been dispensed from the Sunday obligation. But in his parish, where the Sunday obligation typically was 24000 and last weekend it was uh, 15000 So he was somewhat concerned. But as you say, people can continue to show their generosity and their concern and charity for others by online donations or sending the check-in, whatever works out well for them. All right, exactly. And then just also to make sure our listeners are aware, also from that COVID-19 response page, you can find right at the homepage at catholiccincinnati.org. That can also take you to the Catholic Telegraph page, which has seven resources to help bring the faith at home. So another great thing you can look at with lots of links on things you can do together as a family with young children or teenage children, the ways that you can continue to bring the faith alive. Yes, and I, know, and I know that our communications office is also putting together a chat line next week, bringing the priests, pastors of our archdiocese together to uh, talk about best, best practices in parishes of how to continue to look after the spiritual needs of their people, even when they don't have the weekly opportunity to join with them for Mass each Sunday. So we will continue to work on the, uh, many, many resources. Right. And if you haven't heard of it, because this was already out, the Ultimate Guide to Lent was also put out by the Catholic Telegraph that has lots of other ideas and things that we can do during this time of Lent, again, with your family at home to continue to to pray. And keep looking, as as you said, Archbishop, on the website at catholiccincinnati.org. We will continue to put out more and more resources to, to help remind people how it is that, that we can pray at home, that we can be involved in our faith in different ways at home. So anything else that you feel we need to make sure we let people know about during this time when uh, public masses are not being offered? Well, it is during the, this all is occurring during the season of Lent. It's a, a season when we contemplate in a very serious way the, the love that God has for us, so great of a love that he sent his only son into the world and that his son, so great of love that he was willing to suffer and die for us. And we are reminded that too, that, you know, as followers of Christ, Christ told us that we were going to share in those sufferings. And so uh, in this Lenten season, we might say that the, uh, we, don't, we are not on our own to choose what penance we are going to undertake in this Lenten season, but rather because of the coronavirus, the penance has been imposed upon us. And, but we accept that suffering and know that the Lord is always with us. You know, be cautious, but be not afraid. Right. 
As a quick reminder, this is also a great time to text call uh, your neighbors, right? That might be in and just make sure, see if they're okay, see if they need anything. If you're in a situation where you're healthy enough and you're able to go and get, you know, another bread, loaf of bread or milk or whatever you need at the grocery stores, which are still open, contact your elderly neighbor and see if they need you to get something while you are out. And then maybe you can get, give that to them because there are many that probably shouldn't even be going out to the grocery store to make sure that they're, because they're more susceptible to being, getting more sick if they can contract this virus. So we need to remind people to also be aware of the other people in your communities and in your neighborhoods that might need a little bit more help as well. Okay, well, thanks again, Archbishop, for talking with us today about how we can continue to be involved in our faith lives as individuals and families and remain connected to God and His Church in this time of crisis. I'll just conclude by saying, you know, that always keep in mind, you know, the, the Lord said He will be with His Church until the end of time. And as dark as this situation may seem, I don't think it's the end of time. But let's pray that God blesses us, watches over us, keeps us all safe. And may Almighty God bless all of us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of our Being Pro-Life series. Head to the website and view all the links talked about in this episode at www.catholiccincinnati.org being pro life. Thank you again for joining us today, and I look forward to being with you next time.